Welcome back. This is Fantastic Beans and how we hide them. I'm not Chris. And I'm not Karina. But we're here together. As usual. For more fun times and, and shenanigans. shenanigans. We're joined today by Dooney, my little hedgehog buddy here, and uh, Fen over here with Chris. So but yeah, watch, watch the YouTube. You get to see cute things sometimes. Yes. And also I'm here. Because I need like feedback and pressure i need movement today. yeah this is this is nice this was a good call yeah. like i'm in, i'm like i was like i need this i don't know what it is i need to make biscuits i was doing that yesterday sorry so we tried recording yesterday and it didn't go well yeah. so we were redoing this we got interrupted and then we were talking about season seven that yeah season seven and then we got tired <laughs> dude i was so wiped yeah. i was wiped before like the ugh, I, getting started was hard ugh, whatever i'll get to it in my weekly recap but yes. if you want to watch us Watch us on YouTube. Yes. If you want to listen to us, listen to us on Audible, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon, and Podbean. Yes. That's our main source. And then if you're wondering what in the heck you've walked into, this is our sibling duo podcast slash YouTube channel about life with chronic and invisible illnesses and conditions, including mental and emotional. I'm mental and she's emotional. Indeed. So, yes. Um, you can also join us in yes. the Discord we have a wonderful, wonderful Discord family um, that we've kind of constructed over time, and they are just the loveliest humans we've ever met. Mm -hmm. So hop in there. You get to join us on our lives. Yeah, we do lives on Friday evening and Saturday mornings, our time, yeah. which is middle of America. So we usually do Saturdays as like a European mm -hmm. version so that you guys can have it in the evening. Yes. Um, and we do lots of stuff there. We plan episodes. We talk about our week. We mm -hmm. we just talk about stupid things that we've seen or read. It's yeah. fun. It's, it's just a fun. good time. Indeed. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Welcome. Welcome. Um, yeah. Yesterday didn't go over so well, but we're actually really glad that it didn't yeah. because we were both sitting there like something something's missing from what we had for the topic and yeah. our breakdown. It just wasn't quite there. There's like a moment. With mm -hmm. every topic that we, we do, at least in like since season five, yeah. every topic we've done, we've been like fired up about it's it. It's basically like degree. you get a knot and you start untangling it and it's the ones where you pull the one end and it all comes unraveling. And yeah. that's that's what we're looking for is that thread mm -hmm. to just tug and unravel the whole thing. So I'm really excited it. about today's because Chris did a really good job breaking this down and bringing it all together. I did a brain. He did a brain. Thank you, Lo-Fi Beats. Yeah. <laughs> But first, it is time for the weekly recap. Check in. Ha ha. Um, I'll go first because my week was just a week. It just happened. Yeah. Um, my therapist is on like out of the office. I think she had a family emergency until September 19th. So I really nice. hope nothing goes horribly wrong. I don't have any doctor's appointments coming up. So we don't have to worry about that, that yeah. being a trigger. So. Um, and if you're curious about that, check out the last episode. It was the gross. last two episodes. Yeah. Um, hmm. We didn't really do anything, did we? Mm -mm. This week? No, it was it was a week, right? Like it passed. Yeah. I worked on the podcast a bunch. Yeah. Time happened. I don't know. Yeah. I I saw a doctor. Well, I didn't see a doctor. I tried to film my meds, and now I have to yeah. go see the doctor because my doctor's out of office because <clears throat> she's a teacher, mm -hmm. so she's all over the place and. There was just a miscommunication last time she filled, and then this this time that same communication error threw everything off. So yeah. we just we got to fix it. But randomly, I got my Concerta filled, yeah. which is my fatigue ADHD <laughs> medication that I haven't had since January. Mm -hmm. I got the prescription in January. I sent it in, yeah. and they haven't had it until this week. Yeah, 
So I have Concerta. Yay, go team. <laughs> I, I was I was so happy. I was like, oh, rabbit pellets. Yeah. Because they're little rabbit pellets. They're, little they're really cute. They're weird. Yeah, they're little gray so guys. So bizarre. But yeah, so he's feeling um, different. It, okay, yeah. So like as I'm getting back on it, like it, I was feeling it a lot yesterday. Yeah. Just even. It's so weird Not to just be fatigued. even. Not low constantly. Right. No yeah. spikes. No, like, I have to be high energy to combat the low energy. Yeah. Just even. Oh, see, that's where I live is, like, be crazy so that your body thinks that it's still time to be awake. Yeah. And I'm Fun. just also still, like, adjusting to it. Like, it took me a week last time to, to adjust, so I figure yeah. that'll happen again. But that's good news for the podcast because I love mm-hmm. energy to do things, and there's yeah. so many things I want to do. Because we have season seven coming. Season seven's coming. We're going to show you guys the window in season seven, I promise. I'm so excited. You'll see a window. There will be a window. Right here. There's, a, there's, there's a, not a there's window There's not a window there. now, but mm-hmm. there will be. Yeah, eventually. So, look forward to it. <laughs> I know the deep lore cuts. People are following the drama of the window. Of the so. window, yeah. The window that's not a window. It's Faye. Faye, Faye probably actually does know more about Faye the window. Faye is our archivist, and she does an amazing job. Yeah. Thank you, she Faye. She does everything. It's great. We love you in the lives. We just love you. Yeah. So all the time everybody. Forever. This extends to everyone. Yeah. We did have a pair of really fun, really nice lives where we got to talk with a lot of people all at the same time, which is always just such a joy. Yeah. We're going to change that up too, I think. Yeah. We're going to have to go back. We have to go back to stupid uh, stage so that people can raise their hands. Oh, okay. Right? Like that way we don't have to worry about people getting cut off, but yeah. I can moderate that easy and just click to people and be like, this Good. person wants okay. to talk now and then. Yeah. Okay. We can do that. You know. Cool. That way we don't cut people out. Yeah. And they don't feel like they can't talk. Right. So yeah. Yep. Big changes. On the horizon. So what are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about kind of the medical stigma as a whole. Um, And we're going to revisit the ideas of like how society views and treats um, chronically ill and disabled people. Yes. um, Because it is abhorrent and if you live in the united states you know this uh, i know other places do a better job but there are still problems yeah i was gonna say every a lot of these problems system. we've still heard like yes. we hear back from people all over the country and all yeah. over the world with like the same problem right you know maybe not to the same degree or mm-hmm. as much but it's still there yeah it's like baked into the system as a whole right well it's because medicine is evolving and changing so quickly yeah that the people who are educated all of their education is outdated Mm -hmm. and so they're still walking around with outdated ideas and um stigma and uh bias because god help us we see it with how doctors view women (laughs) where they're like you don't feel pain and you're like science and they're like no (laughs) tradition (laughs) okay so as a female for everybody listening and watching. How many times has that happened? <laughs> I'm not even going to ask if it's happened. Yeah. Because everybody I know. I've been there with Jen's been harassed. Mm-hmm. I've seen you get harassed. Mm-hmm. We've talked to everybody in the, in the Discord. Yep. I just want to know how often. Oh, it's awful. Because it's it's there. They're like, <laughs> you're a woman and that's the whole problem. Have you thought that maybe it's your uterus? And you're like, my head hurts. Right. It's your uterus. I have severe kidney stones. All the time, chronically. It's I'm having bad kidney uterus. stones. Oh, you're you're on your period. No, I'm not. Um, but maybe have you thought that 
I know it's hard to tell sometimes. Oh my god, dude! Because you're a woman. Having a doctor but... mansplain shit to to my wife is so infuriating. Have you ever had a period before? No, not personally. Because I mean, I don't know if you remember what the last one was like. It's but... been so long. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We we are the people who sent a hundred tampons into space for like what a day. Yeah. Cool, smart, well done. But yes, Humanity. so we're going to tackle some of that stigma, but more broadly across the board as it applies to also, chronic illness yeah, and yeah. Um, especially invisibility mm-hmm. um, and disability as a whole. And kind so, of talking like pre-diagnosis and post-diagnosis. Yes. Because it changes, not for the better. Right. But it changes. It just gets different. Yeah. <laughs> Check that out. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is your baby. Where would you like to start? Okay. Let me, let me read my note that you wrote. That's your note. That's my note. You gotta kill you if you want to kill me. <laughs> Only kill Chris. I can't read. Dot. Stop talking. Sorry. <laughs> uh, bu- 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 oh yeah. So starting with like the way we get viewed in society. Yes. Because that that's when I hit that <clears throat> when we were talking originally it was just going to be about um like self medicating. Yeah. And how that's viewed and I was like we could do there's, better. There's there's like, more. There's more. There is. And Lou said it. Yeah. We just didn't. Had to unravel it. Yeah. Had to wrap brain around it. Yeah. Sorry, Lulu. I'm dumb. No, we got it. But a great <laughs> suggestion. Thank yes. you. So how society views us um, kind of as a whole and as people who are disabled in one way or another mm-hmm. um, and people who are kind of progressively disabled. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets tricky because we have HEDS, right? Yeah. So we have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Um, which is, I love that I, this correction has been there. It's just kind of a progressive illness mm-hmm. where life gets harder and harder over time. Um, and so maybe you start out working and then later you can't. And I'm still working, and but also just had to get accommodations at work because She's smart. I can't, I can't cut it anymore. Yeah. But society doesn't look to us as people who need help. Society looks to us as a drain on the system. Society looks to us as um, people who aren't trying hard enough. Mm -hmm. There's also the whole being invisible. Yes. So there's a lot of judgment of, oh, they're faking it. They're just, they're milking the system. Right. Or they're, you know, they just want to park close. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever like had a parking interaction where someone's like, you don't look sick. And you're like, good thing you don't get to decide. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Go away. Right. I have the placard. You chew. So this again, it's like the when you're diagnosed, mm-hmm. you say, you could look diagnosed. You could look not diagnosed. Right. There's you're not going to win. Yeah. There's it's oh God, it's so frustrating. And disability as a whole, like some people have absolutely debilitating migraines and yeah. wind up on disability because of their debilitating migraines. You can't see that. Mm-mm. You can't. But people are going to because what what do people think when they hear disability? They think like Special Olympics, yeah. Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when people think about people who are disabled, they're thinking about the most visible disabilities. They're thinking about the most, um, I don't want to say stigmatized, but like stereotypical. Stereotypical, yeah. Yeah. That's the way. Stereotypical disabilities or like what you've seen in media, right? Like what's getting the attention? What can you see? What can you see? What can you see? Which is why we we have to be more visible when we're yeah. doing things because right. there is a stigma and it's like we're choosing to be more visible in the disabled mm-hmm. spectrum so that yeah. you know, they can they can right. catch it. 
But I, I've been given shit for the way I use my cane before. Yeah. Oh, me too. Constantly. And I'm like, I'm not going to stop doing it the way I'm doing it because it's helping me. So right. go away. I'm not using it because... I'm not using it correctly. Right. The idea is that you're offsetting the pressure on the side that you're using the cane, right? Yeah. But we do it because that leg's going to give out and I yeah. need to be able to catch myself. If yeah. I'm holding it on the opposite side, my leg goes down, I'm going you're down. You're going over. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. But, it does you know, not matter. I don't know how to disable properly. Yes. So, so we use cane in uh, Dr. House mes- method generally. Yeah. Um, but again, like, even though we may not use it in the house, when we go out, A, it's to make ourselves more visible. Mm-hmm. And B, it's because we're out and about walking around places that don't have the typical supports that we have in our home. Right. And you're walking further distances. You're yeah. doing more stuff. You... <sighs> Well, like, think of Ruth. Like, she she's wonderful. Yes. And she's on the lives, and we see her walking. Yes. But she also has a scooter, right? Right. Well, it's something like 70% of, uh, don't quote me on that. I don't actually know. It's a high percentage of yeah. wheelchair users are ambulatory. Yeah. Which means that they can stand up and walk for certain distances. Exactly. Some longer than others. But when people see someone in a wheelchair... They're like, oh, you can't walk. Yeah, that's the only reason to be in a wheelchair. You can't walk. Otherwise, you would not be in a wheelchair. It's very black and white. Yes. But that's how we are treated. Yes. In this like black and white. You can't be, especially EDS is such a weird one when we are, when you'll have a symptom for a long time and then suddenly it goes away and there's a new one. Mm -hmm. And then people are looking to you like, another one again. I hate that. Well, and I'm doing it to myself. Yes. Right, well, because like, it's been implanted. Right, they that we have the same perspective. Yeah, growing up in this culture mm-hmm. that they do, we yeah. just have we can be like, oh, well, it's us, you know, like right. You 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 don't you don't think about it usually yeah. that you're being discriminatory to yourself right. at times when you're like, oh, you should be able to do that or oh, right. It's like, well, but you can't. Our society has taught us throughout life that we are our productivity. Mm-hmm. We you are, are what, what we can like. What you can produce. Yeah. It's the opposite of what we always say. Yes. Which is like, no matter what happens, you have worth as a human being simply because you exist. You are not worth what you can do or produce for other people. Right. And we love you. End of story. Fact. So shut up. Sit down. I don't know. If you're sitting, stand up. <sighs> yeah. Now sit down. Thank you. Sorry if that hurt. But thank you for doing it. I mean, it means a lot to me that you would listen to me. Sit. Hey. Sit down on that chair yeah, sit, and stand up. Turn around. Sit, right now. Sit, stand, sit on that. <laughs> we'll post. We'll post uh, it in the we're on TikTok too much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right that we are like we're taught to view ourselves that way. Yeah. Because in our minds, if we are not in production, we are burdensome mm-hmm. on society. Right. Which is backwards and wrong, and we shouldn't be thinking of people that way at all, no. because the people who are struggling the hardest are the people who need our help, not people who are not trying That's hard enough. That's part of what made me like really like this topic is the idea yeah. that we get treated, like, as especially as an invisible, like we're, we're like we're milking the system or something, right. yeah, like we're duping the system, right, and that we don't need help. Yes, like we don't well, qualify about, enough like, for help. All through politics is like, oh, well, we have to make sure that people aren't just like sitting around having kids and using welfare. And you're like, okay, but the vast number of people who are using those programs need it. Yeah. Need it. 
and we make it hard to access on purpose, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but our need to be productive can lead to really self-destructive behaviors. Yes. It can also be a good thing in a way. Hmm. Part of how I've turned around my outlook on things is by giving myself something to do. Yeah. So I was, it's like, so the podcast is my thing and I feel like we do good things for people. Right. So I feel at the beginning, it it was what started letting me have like a sense of self and being like, I Mm. I have worth, like I'm doing a thing. I'm not just sitting around doing nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like I built myself up that way. Now, if we didn't podcast, I'd be sad, but I'm not going to be like, I'm a piece of shit. Right. 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 Well, you and I changed a lot through producing the podcast in general yeah we learned a lot and we grew a lot um and we have a kinder outlook on ourselves yes for sure go go watch season one it's funny but we're not happy people no i mean we are but we're not you know frustrated you can can tell there's a lot of frustration Uh yeah no it's um yeah it's different now that we can look on it and go like no i have worth beyond yeah what i make it work and i have worth beyond that eight hour stretch of my day five days a week that eats my soul alive for fun right yeah (laughs) but that that's that's the societal view is that you have to be doing something yeah well and i think you should be doing something Something. yeah but don't it doesn't have to be tied to like money Mm -hmm. make it that creative outlet for sure yeah which this has been for you for sure um because i think that's that's a really important part of like stimulation in general Mm -hmm. and keeping the mind active and working and moving yeah um because that continues growth and doesn't let you like stagnate Mm -hmm. so yeah do something do do something you want to like do some wood carving cool try it it. even if you're not good at it pick it up try it right (laughs) amazon bro (laughs) no shit there's a lot yeah yeah uh, so we're here. Mm, yes. So hanging out with what happens when we use those like self-destructive behaviors to excess and yeah. we wind up in the realm of burnout because we are pushing and pushing and pushing to continue productivity. Right. Well, it's it's just maxing your uh, masking. Yes. Right. That's That's what is expected of us. Yes. Oh, you don't have a horrible thing that's visible? Right. You can't show me anything because yes. I don't care. Yes. Well, and don't don't be gross with your disability near me. Like, yeah. We don't want to see it. We don't want to hear it. It makes them so uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> they're God. like, it's icky. You're getting your disability all, all over, over me. me. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Go away. Yeah. And you're like, dude, it's I just It's not contagious, exist. guys. So, yeah, we are pushed into masking our symptoms. Mm-hmm. Which and... leads to extreme burnout yeah because you're putting you're holding yourself to a higher standard than they would hold for themselves Mm -hmm. and you're dealing with more than they are like i love the contradictions in this entire thing any there's like the societal expectation oh you're sick oh you gotta work really hard then yeah bootstraps yeah oh god yeah because you're not some extra bootstraps what was it that lou said it was um oh god you wrote it down did i yeah it was uh how to do with burnout yeah there is that i don't know about bias or about burnout but yeah it leads to crazy insane burnout and then yeah you can't productive any longer (laughs) and that messes you up real good so wait 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 might be on this one too 
it was something that Lou said that like really struck me and I was like that that exactly society says we're not trying hard yes enough. not trying hard mm, enough yes that's I like how that I found it <laughs> on the sheet immediately yeah yeah but yes society will tell you you're not trying hard enough and you know who else will tell you that your doctors yes you know who else will tell you that your therapist your family everybody yeah be like well have you tried blah blah blah, blah which blah. is so fun like just think about it. You're going to your support systems. Mm-hmm. You have your, your healthcare system. You have your family. You have yeah. your friends. But they will still just be like, try harder. Try harder. <laughs> could you yeah. Could you maybe But also try? pace yourself, maybe. But but try hard. We know that not working is bad for you. I don't know if this applies to Stop this. Stop it. But it seems like that's what, what you've been going through with work, right? Yeah. Like, there was that, that moment in time where they were like, uh, well, we can't be doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then- you were like, reminder. Yeah, I have a chronic condition. Several. And it, and then you presented that, and they're like, yeah. "Oh shit, she does." Well, and I say this a lot, where I'm like, it seems like they forget that I'm disabled every time they look away from me. Exactly. It's like because object I don't exactly well, and it. I don't have a like a constant physical reminder. Right. I don't use a cane on a daily basis. Right. I don't use braces on a daily basis. I use them when I like need them, need them. Right. But usually. I don't like the attention of like, oh, miss, what's wrong? What did right. you do? And I'm like, you don't want to know. I was opening the lid to something and I dislocated my entire wrist. No, I don't know. I picked up a bag. Yeah. <laughs> That's what did it last yeah. time. I was like, I picked a bag up. It was a, it was a oh, yeah. That was not nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Um, or like using a cane. What did you do, miss? I got out of the car wrong. Yeah. I sat out of I don't the, know. We've both done the thing where you get out of bed wrong. Yeah. I hate that one. <laughs> Like I, the tailbone pops and then horrible things mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't like it. The pelvis is cursed just in general. It's just, it's such a double standard yes. for them to, for, for society, for yes. the societal expectation to be you're sick. Yeah. You either stay in bed and be sick. Like, please be visibly ill. For right. Me, right. Or you, don't. It's like when you're a kid and your parents are like, oh, if you're going to be, if you're staying home from school sick, you better stay in that bed and do nothing all day long. And if you even watch TV, clearly you weren't sick the, yeah. sick enough. Right. That is such a like broken, just busted way of thinking. I cannot imagine. Like, well, and think of like <laughs> growing up with that. That trains you. Yes. Like the, there's the 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 programming you had been. Well, and I ran on that for mm-hmm. so long. I had to go through a lot of this with my therapist before, where it's like. I had to take away the idea that I had to be completely broken in order to take care of myself. Right. Because I couldn't find the off switch. I couldn't find the point where I was too sick to do something. Right. You would never find it. Exactly. You'd never because hit that point. All I do is push through mm-hmm. because every day we push through. Yeah. Every moment we're pushing through. Half the time we don't notice when we are actually like ill because that's our daily existence. Right. <laughs> And then when you push through it and push through it and push through it, you can't find the point where you're like, wow, I should have been on the floor crying like 30 years ago. Yeah. What is going on? And they're like, you were just diagnosed with cancer. Still not sick enough to stay home. Right. No, <laughs> no joke. That's I, fuck. <laughs> I'm so upset about it. That, when yeah. I was writing it down, that's why I was writing down jokes about like, yeah. like, sorry, John. I know you don't believe in Medicaid or, or taking care of people yeah. or that people should take payments, but when you break your leg, you're going to want something. Right. Your outlook's going to change a little bit, bud. Uh-huh. Well, and, and when you use all your sick days because you got into a car accident that wasn't your fault. <sighs> That's such bullshit. Yeah. 
Yeah, wow. Yeah. Or when you wind up with chronic back pain because of that car accident that no one wants to look at because it's chronic back pain, welcome to the club. Oh, it's yeah. literally that easy well, to go from this like well person point of view to oh no the oh, system oh, is yeah. very broken yeah I, I remember what I was gonna say like so we've been like kind of a t- on a tangent about words that are used against us like yes. phrases that shouldn't be used the right. way they are like we talked last week about um what was it was it the oh medic or being a professional patient oh yes that that was icky uh, with a horrible negative connotation same yeah. with like doctor shopping yes. don't do that that so you're gross. gonna be seen as a doctor shopper I am. I'm looking for a doctor who will be on my team with me Yeah. to work with me on my stuff. But the same with like self-medicating. Mm-hmm. Like that's another one of those things We're like, oh, you self-medicate? Yeah. Do you oh, even know what that means? Buddy. <laughs> Have you thought about it buddy. for more than a second? Wow. I'm like, you self-medicate when you take Tylenol. Yeah. What are you doing? Self-medicating. Self-medicating. Good job. But we'll get so, into that later. But... Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's the whole half yeah. of the show. <laughs> well, and before that, we have to get through the... What happens after burnout? Oh, the shame. Because at that point, you have to seek help. Yeah. And then if you need help, there's shame. Because you need help. Right. Which is so weird. Yeah. They're like, do everything a well person can do. But also, if you need help. Yeah. Well, it's bad. If you were to ask anybody just off the street, like, if this happened, what should I do? They would be like, take care of yourself. Do the right thing. But then... The, when that actually happens in like a situation where they need something from you yeah. or they're expecting it's like oh yeah. why can't you just burn through it like you know what i mean like they don't consciously through everything else they're not consciously aware that that's the reality yeah no one wants to imagine that they would do that to someone else right but that's but it happens yeah because chronic illness is so complex in the way that people it's like object permanence right it really is where people are just like you look fine. Um, you were really sick yesterday, which is weird to me that you could be sick yesterday and fine today. Mm-hmm. So now I think you're faking because I can't fathom it. Right. Because for a normal, well person, not normal, you know what I mean? Yes. For like the average well person, when they get sick, they are sick until they are well. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's what they got. Yeah. Where we are sick and then we get sicker and then we are just sick again. Right. So exactly. Our baseline is sick. It's, and they it's, forget that our baseline is sick. Like, for, for perspective, we don't know when we're sick a lot of the times. So we have to be like, MCAS, dysautonomia, what is, what's going on here? Let Take me wait. COVID test, let me wait four maybe? days yeah. and then see if anything's going on. Right. Is it allergies? What did I do to myself? Right. Is it because my rib is out and I can't breathe very well? Well, and, the, and it's the same problem that you had with um, your doctor or the neurologist saying, yes. explaining to you your oh system. Oh, my God. Saying that she feels like, more pain because up. she has a condition. And again, I'm going to preface this with there is studies. I understand that you can get yes. pathways in your brain burned mm-hmm. in that are pathways for pain. Yes. But we still background everything. Yes. Like if I stub my toe, I go, oh, well, okay. Right. I'm sorry. I let's do let's let's example here. Right. Yeah. Well, people, ingrown toenail. Yes, this is a great example. Surgery, yeah? Going to the podiatrist, getting numbed up with a tourniquet and some epinephrine to do some surgery. What do we do? I have a pair of scissors that are special. They're curved. And I cut them. I cut it, and then I remove the toenail. Yes. Or um, I just take the whole ta- toenail Currently, off. I won't show you because Foot feet picks. 
Yeah. Um, and also some of you might be squeamish. Yeah. But I'm missing a toenail currently because I ripped off part of it with a door um, and then had to go back and debris the rest of it mm-hmm. um, by pulling it off of the live part. Yeah. I've, I've Both of my toenails now I had to fully remove so they yeah. would grow back in properly. Yeah. And I just did it in bed. I was like, all right. Right. So I, I understand the like... <sighs> But again, all of those studies are looking at chronic pain. Right. A single pain that does have a, 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 the same origin point yes. and travels the same way to your brain. Yeah. Makes sense to me, too. Right. But we're not. The only thing I have that's like that is my bag. Right. And it's not like it doesn't seem out of control to me. Yeah. You know, it's it's again, it's like part of my background. Sometimes right. it hurts really bad because I did something or, yeah. you know, if I'm swelling or MCAS, if I have an MCAS, MCAS is really bad Ugh. because everything just swells up mm-hmm. because the scar tissue swells. Yeah. And that's what and happens. And then it sticks more to itself and yeah. swells more. Right. It's great. So, I mean, the idea that we feel more pain, like, oh, if you stubbed your toe as a well person, you'd feel it less than I'd feel it. No, because honestly, there's a point where my body just cuts it off yeah. at the bottom. So there are things that like I won't feel until it gets more severe. Right. I literally will not feel the injury or the damage until it gets to a severe point where yeah. my brain's like, oh, let's take notice of well, that. Well, it's how maybe. you can get into a car accident, wait a day, and then find out what your yes. injuries you have. Yeah. Or wait more than a day. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Because well, we, we don't know. Everything's background noise. So <laughs> it's just a misunderstanding of people who are ill. And it's a misunderstanding of the diversity mm-hmm. of illness that affects our society. Right. Um, either through sheer blindness because they just they don't want to see it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this is something that or this, As is, I covered you this is very similar. But my oh god, it makes me so mad when I'm watching like reality TV. Right. Mm-hmm. Everyone they they hire has um some sort of history or backstory, something yeah. that that you can talk about. Some of the ones that drive me most insane are people that are like enlightened because their mom had cancer Mm -hmm. so i know what real pain is like because i've seen someone go through pain which i okay that's close you're closer to it yes yes but you haven't gone through it yes and they make it their own it just it's it's so selfish to be be like (laughs) someone i care about went through this thing and it's all about me and i'm it's like well it's like all of friggin' autism speaks right Yes. It's like, oh, my child's had autism and I am just the center of all of the attention. And how are you going to help me because my child had... And you're like, who's helping the kid? Right? Well, and it's not a healthy environment. What? The mom's bemoaning the fact that they have autism. Oh, God. Autism stole my child. I love Shut my daughter. Up. Shut up. Just because shut up. we were watching um, Love on the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. And then we were watching the uh, the other one for uh, people with Down syndrome. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I like these people. And I was like, why? Yeah. She's like, they're just straightforward. I yeah, guess. they're real humans. Right. I'm like, there's they, no pretension. Right. They yeah. don't know how to like fake that yeah. that bravado that everyone right. puts on. <laughs> Which is exhausting. Hi. That's just the whole side tangent, though. Yeah. Um, But yeah. No. Shame for seeking help. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Even shame from providers yeah that's what i my, I thought at first yeah is like is the providers like why are you here 
the worst is when you're in the ER for something. Oh my and god. I don't know if this is true of anyone else, but I've I've gone to the not even just the ER, urgent care a bunch mm -hmm. to the point where I'm recognizable. Oh yeah, and but like, not in a positive way. So I had that happen. I had that happen. Do you remember when at I at an in? urgent care? Yeah. You and, I, you and I both have both had that happen where mm -hmm. they're like back again. Yeah. Or like back so soon yeah like, so why are you still here i went in i don't know you can't really see the scar from this distance there's a giant scar on my hand like i got cut yeah and this nurse helped me and i was fine and mm -hmm. i there was no negative part of the interaction yeah so i don't know why the second time i went in she was just so mean to me but i went in after my back surgery because the mm -hmm. suture the plastic yeah. ribbing Ooh. got dislodged and was being yanked on and it hurt really bad yeah. it was a fresh surgery it was like lodged underneath the scarring and then stuck into the scarring on the other part yeah and it was supposed to it dissolve but bad. it wasn't dissolving Well, because they don't yeah they literally don't if you have eds you probably know that like dissolvable or resorbable i think is what they call them yeah um sutures don't work i had sutures in my mouth that were supposed to last seven to 14 days right and they lasted three yeah you had to remove it uh -huh. because my body was like get it out well that's get what it i had out, to do get it out get it out but when i went in the nurse that that i was she wasn't even working with me yeah. she was like why are you here again and i was like oh my back she's like oh it's probably not that bad they're so I was like where's this attitude uh... coming from like I don't get it. Yes, I I am accident prone. I have things going on. Yeah. I went to the urgent care more than once. Well, and that leads to that like gatekeepy thing that happens yes. where they're like, and this is what happened with the neurologist is like, oh well, you've been seen blah 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 this many times by this many providers by blah 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 blah. I'm not even gonna look at what your problems are. Right. I just don't like the history of what you've done within the medical system. Right. Well, that's another Grr. one that that drives me nuts. The the using your history against you because mm -hmm. it, you're painting it in your own personal light. Yeah. Like I've gone through several primary cares. Yeah. And I've never dropped one. Right. I've They've closed or, uh -huh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but they treat you like you're jumping around because yeah. you're looking for something. Care. And something is drugs when they, when they. Yes. It's code. have drugs. it in their brain. Absolutely. But isn't that messed up? Like, yeah. I just my first had to close because uh, Medicaid changed their yep. pricing. Um, and then Marianne had to leave because she got in a fight with the doctor who wasn't treating people. Uh -huh. Her her head, whatever, who was above the clinic, yeah. like manages it, was like, you can't do what you're doing. Coming after her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember she that. She stood up for her patients and they fired her. Yep. And then Bamba, mm -hmm. Bamba still has to work under the same like pretentious scrutiny. nonsense. Yeah. I'm worried I'm going to lose her soon because they move on. But like, yeah. That's not, I wasn't doctor shopping. Right. And I'm not against doctor shopping anyways. Right. But it's what it looks like. And then when you see like, yeah. when they look at all the like specialists you've seen, mm -hmm. like, oh, oh you're yeah. a hypochondriac. Or right. Hypochondriac. Like, hypochondriac, professional patient. Yeah. And they to put those two things in the same box where they're like, you see too many doctors for too many things, honey. Yeah. You're like, I have a full systemic nightmare going on inside of my body. Yeah. At all times. At all times. And there's literally pain at all, all times. times. Yeah. Like currently, I have my knee nagging at me because my hip is pulling because I'm sitting cross-legged, but I don't want to move because when I move, it hurts in the back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sitting <laughs> and here. And that's just the one that's the loudest. My hips are still throbbing from that other night. Yeah. For whatever reason. They didn't dislocate or sublex. They just are angry now. Yeah. Well, it was because the bubble popped. Yeah, but it hasn't gone away. Like it's yeah. still throbbing. And my back. 
my back is like, hey, what's up? I'm stabbing you now. And you're like, stop, dude. It's not funny. He's giggling right. back there. Hey, got him. <laughs> Does this hurt? Yeah, yeah, it hurts. You can, can you stop. feel this? Why aren't you reacting? <laughs> because if I reacted every time something hurt, I would have to sleep a lot more. <laughs> I used to act like, move, like react to the pain yeah. as like well, a signal for other yes, people. Yes. Well, and sometimes I do. Right. If, well, like, if it there, there are pains snapped. that people well, react because to. Like, here's the thing. Here's the other thing. And this was a misconception that even a coworker who I'm fairly close to had. Right. Which was one day I dislocated my finger mm-hmm. or my hand or something. I oh, dislocated I know, I know this something yeah. trying to get out of the room. Oh, no. I tried to deglove my finger and right. ripped it like out of socket. That's right. what it was. And I was like in pain i was in pain and i asked him to like hold something or carry something while i tried to put it back and then he looked at me and he was like i'm really surprised that that hurt you and i was like what and he goes well nothing hurts you and i was like come here (laughs) incorrect it all still hurts i'm just used to it enough that i don't have to cry every time right well, isn't that funny? Thank you. That's the back end of the, of the other side where it's yeah. like, <laughs> like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> God, I hate, I hate it. I hate just the societal. It's just so frustrating where they're just like, if you can function, because they can't imagine functioning in the amount of pain we claim to be in, yeah. right? And so they're like, well, clearly, if you're functioning, you're not in that amount of pain, right? And you're like, yes, so so we are. so you either aren't sick enough or you're not trying hard enough. Yes. There's no, oh, you be like, yeah. there's no middle ground where it's like, oh, no, this is acceptable. We yes. understand and we'll, we'll treat you. And then we're going to accommodate so you can still do stuff. No, no, doesn't exist. Try harder and let's, also mask more. Let's get into the benefits cliff. Real yes. quick, And then we can. We and then can we'll take break. a break. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know what the benefits cliff is, but here in the United States, there is this just abhorrent practice and system set up to help people um in like the lower tier like poverty below the poverty line yeah right but the poverty line itself is a problem because below the poverty line you can get your help sometimes it's gatekept by bureaucracy because why not yes Fun. that was Great. a big part of cool. this but yeah so people who need it can't access it anyway um but if you have accessed it and you start to do better and you make too much money and you're just this much happened to me this year than the poverty line you lose everything yeah <clears throat> everything there's no stepping down of services Mm-mm. there's no tracking people there's no like casework that happens and i i get that that would be hard to do or whatever like our systems could be set up Different. to do that yeah yeah, yeah to yeah. actually help people thrive i've experienced that so many times because yeah. we used to be on the what's it called uh infant child wick wick yeah yeah um and that that dropped mm-hmm. like as soon as Jen was making just enough to be yeah. able, it dropped and that hurt us bad because yeah, like our grocery bill was and then you insanity. Had a new baby and yeah, yeah. And then same with like here this year with my insurance. Like I couldn't see Doctor Anna for three months, yeah, four months because my insurance was in flux mm-hmm. because yeah. Jen made like just above the line, right? And if you do, if you if you make just above the line, all of the services are dropped. Yeah. Because they yank them out from under you like a rug and then you fall right back to and it's sorry, I'm going to go on a quick tangent. Go for it. It's really what makes me so angry 
about the criticism of people in poverty and the claim that they keep themselves in poverty mm-hmm. because there is no way for them to climb out of there. Right. They make it so that there is no way to climb out Unless of Unless they had like a raise that was a significant right. difference. Yeah. Then, yeah. There's no way to climb out of it. And so they keep people in poverty and then criticize them for being in poverty, make them think it's their fault. Mm-hmm. There's the shame. Like, it's, it's wrong. It's all wrong and it makes me hurt inside. Yeah. It, well, it's, this, it's the same thing, though. Yes. It's people need help mm-hmm. and they're bad for getting help. Yeah. Well, they're bad for needing help. And then you don't get help. Uh-huh. You're doing just enough to, to where we don't need. Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah. You're fine. Ugh, yeah. It's gross. So we need to take a break so I can be less angry about it. Yeah. I took my meds. So you guys have to as well. Take your meds. Take your meds, Do please. it, Christopher. I took my meds. Take your meds. I, oh, him? You. Future, future me? Take your meds. What if I edit this tonight? <laughs> I already take your my meds. night meds. Oh, yeah, I do have night meds. Oh, she got me. You take them like three times a day. Come on. I take them twice a day. Thank you very much. You take them twice a day? Yeah. Like, I moved my... When I, I was saw, like, how do you get by with the Lyrica, dude? The the <laughs> That's why the middle of my day sucks. Why aren't you doing the middle? Because they changed it when I went in for sepsis. Remember, they redid, they balanced everything. Yeah. So now it's a morning and a nighttime thing. That's stupid. But I take my night meds more towards four. That's better. So that, like, the, I don't like an go eight that hour long. spread. Right. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. I have night, I have meds four times a day, technically. Yeah. yeah. I just skip the noon one sometimes because I'm busy. Yeah. But don't do that. Don't BS. Don't, no. don't follow our example. So, yeah, take your meds, Um, drink some water, hydrate, or dihydrate indeed uh, have a snack because you, you are, are a snack, snack and you deserve it it's true yes what else should they do they should do something nice for yourself go outside maybe and if Venmo it's nice me a thousand dollars and don't ben- Not jen, him justice for jen hashtag justice for jen she got fired over bullshit reasons and she's unemployed and life is stressful <laughs> hashtag justice for jen backslash we have a patreon link <laughs> where you get all the in-between stuff where it's silly it's good it's silly people enjoy it and we've yes. reduced the price actually so there's yeah. only one tier now and it's five dollars a month and if you can awesome if you can't that's fine that's fine it's too, not yeah. gonna hurt yeah. us in the long run you, like we'll be fine to be fair our fans were the ones who asked for the patreon yes so you guys are lovely yeah and you can you. always do custom amounts too like if you wanted to yeah. do less uh kaylee yeah to support so us did a few kaylee's months in one. there yeah um is crystal still in yeah i don't know I'd have to look. I don't know. But some of you are in and we really appreciate you guys. It helps us do more outreach. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I think we're going to finally take a break and stop running our fat mouths. So we love you and we'll be right back. Bye. Bye. Oh, hi. Do you like Fantastic Pains? Would you like to see more of the Fantastic Pains podcasting crew? If so, you should join our Patreon. The Patreon, as we like to call it, is the new home of our behind-the-scenes content, full uncut recording sessions, our short-form videos such as TikToks and YouTube Shorts, and our past live streams. You can also find some Patreon-exclusive content such as our new music reviews, lost episodes, and is the new home of our mini voices series, all of which can be found in our higher tier, dubbed The Only Pains. The Patreon is the best way to support the podcast, so whether you want to see more of us or just want to help us grow, feel free to sign up following the link in the description below, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. How was your break? I hope you did the things. Some of them. Any of them. At least one. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't have EDS. 
You don't meet the criteria. If you don't do at least one thing we tell you to a break, you're don't, you don't have EDS anymore. Yeah. You have um, cured. You have nothing. <laughs> you're cured. You're cured. Woo, we fixed it. Oh, we solved EDS. Take it away from you. Like some doctors try to. Yes. Which leads us directly into gatekeeping. Yay, gatekeeping. I mean, Look at ooh, that segue. Whoop, whoop. That's good. It was a really good segue. <laughs> it was a very natural segue. So, gatekeeping for medical professionals. This is a really big one. Yes. And we've experienced it. And you've experienced it to the max. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, in different ways, too. Yeah. Like, there's gatekeeping to get a diagnosis. There's gatekeeping yes. because you have a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And then and then meds. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> well, and there's even, like, that family element of, oh, you take medication. Mm -hmm. Medication is bad. Yeah. Yeah. But it was prescribed <laughs> to me because I need it. But that's that's bad. Bad. And bad. clearly, you are a drug addict now. And you're like... Yeah. Since when? Yeah. What? A, a lot of people already know the story, but for those of the new people, I had sepsis back in April mm -hmm. and I almost died. It was great. Loved it. Every minute of it. But before they would treat me, they they were convinced that I, I was dying of an overdose. Yes. Because he was nodding in and out of consciousness. I was blacking out. I couldn't yeah. stay awake and I was fighting it to stay awake. I was scared. Like, yeah. terrified. Yeah. Um. And they decided to Narcan you. Yeah, because I was on um, a low pain med at the time. Yeah. Not, it was not even like a, a normal one. It was a Suboxone. Yeah. Like, just because it was on my list, they were like, oh, he's clearly overdosing. So they yeah. wasted 30 minutes of, of that mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to, to save me from my overdose. Yeah. Which turned out to be pneumonia. Yeah. Blocking pneumonia and sepsis. And sepsis. Septicemia. We were... We were uh... Not impressed. Mm -mm. When Jen told me, I, lit I, I was just livid. I was yeah. so angry that they would do that. And like the story of the nurse being so sure she was right, and her self righteous like, mm, now we just wait. Yeah. Oh, nothing's happening. No, we should just wait a little longer. Oh wait, nothing's happening. So maybe I was wrong, but I'm not gonna cop to that. I'm gonna just shift past it real quick. Yeah. Exactly. Super impressive. Jen, all I remember from it, because I, I bad bad times, brain yeah. no worky, swollen. Uh, I remember seeing her at one point being really angry and was very confused why she was angry. And then, like, the next time I saw her, she was sitting there like. Uh-huh. Like. Because, ha-ha, guess what? <laughs> she was right. It wasn't an overdose. No. I was dying. Stupid. They wasted time, though, just yeah. because it's on there. And I get that they would treat for it. Like, it right. makes sense. But at the same time, like the attitude behind it is yes. punitive. And it was. It was absolutely yeah. a punishment. Mm -hmm. They were going to show her, me like what's what yeah. teach her that I was a bad person. Exactly. Exactly. There was like some sick satisfaction in being like, see, he was abusing his drugs like everyone abuses their drugs. Nope. Wasn't. You did the blood work. I was fine. Yeah. Well, you weren't fine, but I was fine. It was it just was a blood just... infection. <laughs> It's just super serious is all. Yeah. But that's a, that's it's an wasted example. time. Like, right. And we're not the only ones that things like that have happened to. Oh, no. God, no. People have died because of people, stuff like yes. that. Yes. People die getting sent home from the ER mm -hmm. constantly. Constantly. Like, my advice here is if you can, if you have the access, try the um, urgent cares before you try the emergency room. Yeah. Because 
they are, I think, paid differently and have different loads. Mm-hmm. Um, and they seem to be more interested in helping you right. than the actual ER. Because they, in their mind, if you didn't have a serious car accident and you're yeah. not bleeding out, it's not you shouldn't be in the emergency room. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it was a mess. But the yeah. gatekeeping in general, like... Mm-hmm. I, I was locked out of my diagnosis yeah. because she was diagnosed, but yeah. not by him, yeah. by someone else who cited her family as, a, as an example mm-hmm. that it's hereditary. Yes. Think about that. Like so the only way to, to get in is if someone in your family already had it. Yeah. And there they, was. They want you to have a family member with an independent diagnosis, which means they had to get diagnosed without using the reference of family which is stupid when you come from a family that doesn't believe in western medicine yeah and doesn't treat their own issues um (laughs) so when i was diagnosed i was like listen i have two brothers with the exact same condition and these same symptoms um i know what it is you know what it is can we please just officiate it and she was like well yeah if you've got the siblings you have the genetic element Mm -hmm. that we're looking for ta-da there's your diagnosis so otherwise it's literally impossible to get diagnosed yeah there couldn't be new cases because yeah well and they're supposed to be like reworking the criteria but i don't know how and in my case the the guy didn't believe in eds to begin with so we found a lot of reviews from that encounter yeah of the same thing Uh he just doesn't believe in in eds yeah it's like a fad in his eyes or some shit told me that my my diagnosis was was invalid. invalid Was, I was like mm, while sitting next to me while we're in no. the room for my diagnosis yeah he's like oh yours doesn't count either yeah it's yep. fucking excuse me yep smart really cool oh, God. but they do it all the time anytime you've been turned down for like a test mm-hmm. or a treatment option or whatever it may be or telling them that, like a medication isn't working they and i get part of it is procedural yeah but at the same time, it's taken to a different place, like a different yes. degree. Yeah, for sure. Because it's it's in my, in my case, it feels like it's always been used as like a punishment mm-hmm. or a test. Yes. Like any treatment that I, I have to do mm-hmm. usually is, oh, well, let's see if you're actually the thing. Mm-hmm. Like I like yeah. I was talking about during the live. I had I was constipated <laughs> when I had my back pain yeah. from a tumor. Um, and they they were like, no, you're just constipated. And then to prove it, they they had to have someone stick their fingers right up my butt for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And then they couldn't prove it. And they do. And we call it running the gambit where in an ER, they're going to put you through the most uncomfortable things to see if you're serious. Yeah. Which is a disgusting practice in general. Or to teach you a lesson if you're faking it. That too. Yeah. That's one like, Like, oh, we'll get them. Oh, do you want the drugs so bad you'll endure this? Like, and mind you most of the time we don't go in there and say i need drugs we we actually i i always practice with i'm not here for meds i'm here for care yeah because it's on my list like i've I've had pain meds before Mm -hmm. i've been on pain meds for like nine years though and i am not abusing them i'm not overdosing but no on pain meds for a very long time and Uh, 10 (laughs) years now i'm 37 yeah i was gonna say for you it would be longer yeah. yeah I don't remember when I started. I had, because it was before Kaiser. So it was pre-2018. So it was probably like 2015, 2016. Sounds about right. Maybe even earlier. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it would have been when Rory was just born. Yeah. 
And at that time, I was doing 15 pills over three months. Yeah, 90 days. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, it, it has gone up, and they, they get on you for that, too. Like, when you're like, hi, new things have developed, and I need... You, I need to up the number. Right. It's like, I don't need you to give me more medication, like in doses. I need more chances to take it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but they'll get on you about it too. They're like, oh, yeah. well, we just upped to this like two years ago. And you're like, it's been two years. Yeah. No, my pain management's have been Stop pretty it. legit about that. Yeah. Like, if I, if I tell them I need something, the, the ones that I've stayed with have always been like, no, we understand. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, I'm never like, I want more. I'm like, can we try something different? Maybe something else will work better. Yeah. Maybe. I've done that before too, where I was like, listen, gaining a tolerance to this one medication. Yeah. Can we try something different for a while and see if it works? Yeah. That's and we did. And it was approach. horrible, but it was enough of a break to go back to the other one. Yeah. Cause I was on Percocet for a while. And then I was like, mm, it's starting to not have the same effect. Can we take a break? And then they gave me Vicodin and Vicodin was terrible. It doesn't work at all. Yeah, no. It's like you one of the other works though. Yes. So it's weird like genetic thing. I don't think it's genetic actually, because Bug is Vicodin boy. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's that's weird. what he was saying. Which is weird because neither of us mm -mm. like Vicodin. No, I have bad reactions to most yeah. pain meds. Like right. not just that they don't work for me, that I have literal like reactions. I'll start puffing out really swelling. Sick throwing up vomiting throwing up running a different. fever yeah the whole nine yeah it's icky i'm much more tolerant of medication um but i feel like part of it is that my body is like <laughs> we're just gonna not absorb that right yeah you, you tend to put it off you have like malabsorption issues mm -hmm. anyways yeah that was a whole tangent but sorry <laughs> it's all good but it's that same thing like even when you are able to access systems mm. they are still broken so yes. it's not just an issue of like medicaid medicare and like social services and that nature it's very much like once you have either like a diagnosis or access to insurance for care mm -hmm. it's just a different kind of hard yeah it's still just as hard maybe harder but at the it's just different from the other side yeah because we're on both sides of the coin where you are navigating the medicaid world right mm -hmm. and i have insurance but it's through kaiser so it's like through their network is their network. They're, yeah, they are the network. Yeah. Um, but they will gatekeep care that way as well. Yeah. Where you're like, hey, I want to go see a pain management. And they go, no. Yeah, that's where I'm currently fighting. Yeah. Like, Bomba's trying to find me one. She's amazing. And she she did a bunch of research on her own. I didn't tell you about this. Oh, good. So she she found a bunch. And she's like, I read the reviews. Yeah. I looked at the, the ratings. And I good. think this one would work for you. And maybe this other one. Yeah. And she sent the recommendations and everything. That's so. awesome. So when do you get to, like, call and make appointments? Uh, we called on Friday. Okay. I don't think we got through, though. Like, okay. We left a message. And we'll but you're in, like, Friday. it's time for being in action, which is nice. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. But yeah, that was the thing. Um. But yeah, it's still the largely is broken. gate kept. Yeah. And like you can't you can't decide you want images done of something without right. the doctor being like, well, no, you need you don't need more x-rays. You looked anything... at this three years ago and it wasn't a problem. So I hate that shit too. You're like, oh, but things change. change. I injure myself all the time. Things change. Well, yeah. and we've learned it through having our joints worked on mm -hmm. where they will look at them in x-ray and say there's nothing wrong with you yeah because it's not soft tissue right and then we have to persist beyond that point to yeah. be able to say okay what's next instead of like oh okay there's nothing wrong with me right. I'm walking away from the table um 
but it took a lot to gain that kind of confidence mm-hmm. and self-assuredness to be able to advocate for ourselves yeah um because for so many people like one bump in the road is all it takes to derail all of it right to derail right you're everybody from care because if you're seeking care and you don't currently have it it's assumed you don't have a diagnosis right yeah. so then you think you might have a thing and the doctor you see tells you you probably don't yeah your gut instinct is to err on oh, their okay. side yeah, yeah like oh no I, you're right well and I'm you fine. back down because right. there's that element of like oh authority mm-hmm. with the doctor oh god mm. yeah yeah i was i was really weak to that in the beginning i was just Ditto. like sure okay whatever yeah. i'm just i had to learn jen insane. taught me yeah jen, jen jen taught me a lot jen has been excellent in that we yeah. should have her do a crash course yeah <laughs> do demos how to self we'll do some role play yeah <laughs> be like Hello, someone's Mrs. gonna cry Hill. even i get to cry yeah and blush yeah oh that's gonna be great blush look forward to that season seven <laughs> gonna act out a bad interaction with the doctor <laughs> we'll make it a tiktok i don't know <laughs> but yeah like one bump can be the thing that derails you from care yeah and when you have chronic illness and someone tells you you're fine and then multiple people tell you you're fine there are so many people who give up yeah it was so hard to keep going yeah the only reason I persisted is because I had to for the kids. Like, mm-hmm. that was my goal. Yeah. I need to know what I have so that the kids can grow up different. Right. We don't have the same problem. Yeah. Ugh. And I got no so many times. Eight years mm-hmm. before I saw, like, from age 19 to 27. Because that was 2018, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was my my line of no's. Jeez. And yeah. it's me. And I'm the problem. And, and just generally hating doctors because they wouldn't help me even right. like when i broke my hand and stuff yeah. it was like pulling teeth just to get them to like do the image on it yeah it was weird they don't like when you are a strong self-advocate mm-hmm. and that is a shame yeah. because it's the doctors who are like hell yeah you understand yourself let's work together that is where that that is the standard of care you should be looking for mm-hmm. because like doctor my doctor is really really wonderful about that where we'll sit down and talk about something and he'll go okay so i trust you and i know that you know your body what can we do for you yeah like how can i help you not like i'm gonna come in and shut it all down and tell you to stop seeking care (laughs) no don't do that don't tolerate that they should be someone you are partnering with right to work together to find not only answers but appropriate treatments medications uh therapies and even possibly surgeries problem is the system doesn't look at it that way no it's it's definitely product and Mm -hmm. and what we can bill you for and what you need and it's also really hard when they separate everything into different departments yeah so you don't get like universal care Mm -hmm. you talk to your primary and he goes okay go see this department yeah or you go see this department but you can't bring them multiple issues right either you're like choose the one i gotta pick one yeah. And then they have no like real context because you can only bring the one. Right. Even if it's both of your feet, you got to pick one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it, it's so bizarre with the specialists. Yeah. Especially since we have systemic problems. Like, yes. You think it'd be in, in handy to know these things. Right. Um, But the, the harder part, too, about <laughs> having chronic a chronic condition and then trying to navigate the bureaucracy is that you're already suffering, right? Yeah. So, like, you're, you're not at your best. Mm-hmm. and you're seeking help and there's no there's no one there to help you 
like we we both used jen in the early days yeah like we we used her like she didn't want to help us but we're like you're gonna help you're gonna no she would go with us to appointments yeah she goes she did all my appointments with vet our doctors yeah absolutely that was an okay interaction and then i was able to do it for other people too yeah like when summer i was able to go and say that was a really good interaction Mm -hmm. she actually is going to help you well i sat in on your pain management uh introduction yeah and that was that was which really was handy. awesome. I really liked that. Yeah, yeah. They were cool with it. They're like, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried they'd be mad at me about the dentist, but she hasn't said anything, so That's I'm like, good. okay. I'm glad. But yeah, it's just that one thing, and then people stop seeking care entirely. Right. Because they they then assume that they're, they're the problem and yeah. that it's not real, and why can't I keep up with everybody else? Mm-hmm. That's and that leads to self-medicating yes the so the 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 core (laughs) that started this whole thing was the topic of self-medicating yes and i know when you say self-medicating the first thing everyone thinks of is like oh you're using weed Mm. or street drugs yeah you're doing the hard stuff (laughs) i'm out here just heroin all day long but self-medicating is so much more than that yes it's it's it can be ritualistic it can be uh just something simple like getting coffee yeah like for us i need caffeine yes when i don't have my concerta which i didn't for like nine mm-hmm. months i needed caffeine well and i'm unmedicated adhd so caffeine is caffeine. i need it yes it is what i'm using to self-medicate for the adhd mm-hmm. it's just that like <sighs> treating symptoms with what we have access to <laughs> right no different to me in my head than like if we were foraging yeah like yeah. you know, if there was a certain plant, and people were like, oh, you can't, you, you can't use that plant. Why? That's well, it, a it shame helps plant. with something, but it looks stupid. We don't use it, <laughs> but you're gonna look dumb eating it. You're like, I don't care. I just, <laughs> I don't I'm gonna, care. It's, am I gonna feel better? I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat that. Yeah. Plant. Yeah. Well, and I hate the stigma of even like marijuana as self-medicating. I hate yeah. that that is so stigmatized because we know that it has medicinal properties and can be used in treatment yeah there are studies there are pain and anxiety there's some really valid like, studies about how it reduces the amount of pain meds people yeah. take like it, it doesn't also, replace but it, right. it helps you reduce your intake of pain medications yeah. which is great well because you have another ad- avenue and it creates a tier below pain medication yeah so instead of like i'm uncomfortable and i have no avenue that's like less intense mm-hmm I'm going to take a pain med because that's all I have access to. Exactly. And then then you're in trouble for taking too much pain medication. <laughs> right. Uh, and pain medication is so difficult because it's increasingly more inaccessible for the people who need it. And weirdly more accessible for people who abuse it. Yeah. Well, and more dangerous for the people who right. abuse it. Yeah. Way more dangerous. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was watching this this body cam footage the yeah. other day. I've been watching a lot of body cam footage. <laughs> A lot, because it's <laughs> it's interesting to watch people melt down in front of the cops, and I'm like, why would you do that? That makes yeah. no sense. Just say calm. nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't talk. But um, this this officer grazed a bag uh-huh. and overdosed. Jesus. She she just didn't have a glove on, and she grazed yeah. the side of a bag, and then they had to Narcan her three times on the sidewalk before the My ambulance could get God. to her. God, it was that potent. That's crazy. Well, and I've heard that it's not just like if you touch it, but if you like touch it and then touch your face at all. Yeah. Or your eyes, or your nose, your mouth. Right. Then it, it gets into your system, and that could be it. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's terrifying. So when we say self medication, 
honestly, you've all done it. Everybody's done it. If you take Tylenol or ibuprofen, yeah, you've done it. Motrin, you, it's self-medication, right? Yeah. Marijuana is just another tool in the toolbox. And I feel like, there. first of all, there need to be more studies. So it needs to be legalized throughout so that we can study it. Yeah. Um, and then from there, build it into the systems. Mm-hmm. But right now, it is... It's like choosing between you're you're choosing between symptoms, right. right? So for me, if I, what was I gonna say? I don't even choosing remember. between symptoms. Yeah. So like. So oh, if I was gonna medicate for the ADHD. Yeah. I would have, have to, to stop using marijuana, but that that takes a tool out from the pain, and for me, the pain is more impactful in, like, my ability. Yeah. Than my uh, like. ADHD symptoms. Right. No, you weigh it. You weigh it. It's yeah. is is this worth enough? Is this worth enough? Which right. which one gets me functioning more? Right. Exactly. So you go to pain meds mm-hmm. and weed. Yeah. I'm sorry. But it is. It's so stigmatized and it's like we're living in this world where all people know about pain medication in general is the scary stuff. Right. And like, oh, you're an addict or oh, you're going to become an addict. Right. And you're like not if you use it appropriately well, and like, as diagnosed I'd like to do and prescribed. Study. Thank you. I'd like to join a study where they measure like, really the cool. addictive side effects of things. Yeah. Because it's like, I've been on it forever. Yeah. But I, I don't have but a problem every stopping. Time, exactly. Every time you stop it, like, you're fine. Right. And sometimes you go weeks without it mm-hmm. and you're fine. It's just, it's stupid. It's really stupid. Um, but there are other, like, like, life hacky things that we do to mitigate symptoms. Right on our own including like movement and posture yeah think about the way you sit if you're an EDSer, you probably sit funky weird like in a knot curled up or sitting on top of something or you know what i mean like if i if i'm sitting with my legs on the ground i have my legs wrapped twice i do that so i wrap up my legs double yeah to a maintain blood pressure and b to stabilize everything while i'm sitting there yep so we develop methods of self-medication beyond medication itself right yeah and and it's like i said earlier it's it's a derogatory term yes oh that professional patient is self-medicating yes they are well (laughs) what's your problem the system drives people to self-medicate because it denies access to care yes uh and and the price of things so like yes this this is a, a worry i've shared before I'm on bipolar medication that mm-hmm. has changed my life for the better. Yeah. I love everything now. Everything's good. I'm <laughs> I'm manic sometimes, but I'm so manageable. It's so obvious. Yeah. Like I know what's going on. Um, but if if I ever lost insurance, I would lose access to that because it's several thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I would do. Like it, it's it, it's the same thing with like pain management when people yeah. lose that and they don't have an avenue yeah where are they going to go to get that relief to the danger place right like yeah. i don't think there's a substitute for like pain man or uh, bipolar disorder right you're not going to find like street drugs for bipolar right but I mean, you might find prescription street drugs for bipolar but right <laughs> which is again dangerous yeah like it's just it's an, there's no winning in right. that situation. Right. Like you go without and then you act like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like legit. I, I was I would just be insane. Yeah. Yeah. Without it. So it's just annoying. Right. <laughs> like 
the the bureaucracy of it all mm -hmm. and the different steps and like the, how how deep it goes in yeah like we're always i'm always fighting this fight with like first i have to yeah. deal with the doctor then uh -huh. i have to deal with the pharmacy then i have to deal with the doctor again then i have to deal with the pharmacy again just to get stuff filled yes not even like explicit stuff right well and i mean with the explicit stuff like <laughs> pharmacies do it too oh yeah where the bias lives and they're like they, they actually the need shit out this? of me Right when I actually need this, when I lost my pain management doctor, mm -hmm. and I went to my primary care, and she was like, "I can help, I can keep you alive yeah. until you get into pain management, a new one." Yeah, and she helped me find one. But because the provider changed, they didn't want to fill for me. They're like, yeah. "Oh, why did this change? <laughs> Life happened." Yeah, like look at my record. Other people have given me meds, and it's not right. like I went from one to another to another to right. another. It was like I had one for years, uh -huh. and then it switched to Bomba. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so backwards and they're like the opiate crisis the bit, 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 and you're like cool let's manage that with mental health services yeah and let the poor people who are actually in pain have their medication mm -hmm. please and i'm not talking about like <laughs> over medicating people after small surgeries cool you want right. to start like cutting back on that awesome yeah. all power to you but really, let's be reasonable about things mm -hmm. like trigeminal neuralgia. Yeah, trigeminal neuralgia, which I deal with on and off in episodes, um, is nicknamed the suicide disease because it is so painful. People literally take their own lives to get away from it. Mm -hmm. And you've got the adhesive arachnidosis. Yeah. Um, or ditis. Both. It's both. Both. Um, which is marked as like an incredibly painful condition. Yeah. But because we are invisible and because they don't understand the pain that's attached to those things. Right. And because we seem functional enough, they assume that we're not in the pain that we are in. Right. No, exactly. And like, how, how would we visibly display them anyway? Right. Go, oh no, my face hurts really bad. <laughs> or like in my case, I'd go, oh, my back, help me. No. When my face is really bad, people know. Yeah, your aura changes, and then the killing intent comes out, mm. and then well, I, I just shut I down die. for minutes at a time to just like breathe through it and focus well, it's and like, like dissociate power, right? and pass your brain out shuts a little down. bit, and then you get really tired because so you're you can, in so much pain. Yeah, you get extra processing power to handle it. Uh huh. No, no, no external. They're stimuli. like we're taking all the bandwidth for this. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> the system will come back online in a moment. Wait. Well, it's ridiculous too because it's we both have nerve problems yeah. basically yep like it's insanity that we can be in that much pain and not have anything to show for it yes that's so so frustrating so frustrating because other people can't see it right and then we have other people who don't believe it because they can't see it right and they can't imagine like i said functioning in as much pain as we claim to be in mm-hmm and therefore, they count it out because I can't imagine it. Therefore, it doesn't exist. And that's why we say, like, <laughs> it's not necessarily that the people around you don't want to understand you. It's that they literally cannot understand you. They can't. They don't have the schema. They don't have the depth of knowledge right. that it takes to understand what pain is like. Mm -hmm. Even explaining to my pain doctor and my pain psychologist that it's a bandwidth thing for me. I can handle a ton of pain when I am 
feeling well rested. Mm -hmm. But if I am fatigued and dealing with a ton of pain, I melt down. Yeah. And also like trying to explain that thing where it's like, how's your pain today? And you go, which one? Right. (laughs) Which one? That's that's always the head. It's like, what hurts today? When you go in, especially in pain management, Mm -hmm. like when you're going to clinics, there's always a survey at the beginning. And it's like, what hurts? Like, where is your pain located? And it's like a line. And you're like, I need to, um, shit. Uh, I need to just. Can I just write body? (laughs) Yes. Everything but this pinky. Yeah. Let me list the things that don't hurt right now. Yeah. (laughs) That would be a more efficient way to go about it. Oh, my God. It's just. The system fails because the ignorance is allowed to persist. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing we can do about it for now, like in this moment and yeah. for people who are watching is just not give up yeah. on, on the system that sucks. Right. Well, you learn to fight be for yourself. Learn to be a good self-advocate or, or take somebody who can advocate for you with you. Do you have a loud Latina friend? That's usually the way to go because they they will say whatever the fuck is going on and they won't let you get away with bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That's take, what Jen does. Take your spouse, maybe take um, a sibling, take anyone a who's experienced you at right. your like worst points. Yeah, would take be a great. friend. Like we call it disability buddies. Yeah, take a disability buddy for yeah. sure. Because that, because we want to shut down so badly. Oh yeah. When you are being faced with no after no after no, and being belittled and discouraged and mm-hmm. criticized. It takes a toll. Yeah. And then we want to shut down and shell up because we're like, cool, you're not going to hear me anyway. Yeah. We're going to pull it back and hold well, that's, on to it. Well, that's when the, the mind becomes the enemy. Yeah. You're, you're like, you're all, all of your external sources are telling you you're wrong yeah. and that you're not going through what you're going through. So clearly right. it's you. And then you just beat yourself up and yeah. deny yourself things that you should be getting or right. doing nice things for yourself because you're not worthy or it's just a cycle. Yeah. I'm going to say the thing here. Ready? If you are doing it by yourself, it's not for attention. Mm -hmm. So if you are in agony all alone in your bedroom at night or during the day, whenever it's happening, if you are experiencing this alone, you're experiencing these symptoms, you're having these reactions to symptoms alone, it's not for attention. Give your brain a break. You're not being manipulative. (laughs) You want and need help and you deserve help. Yes. That's the truth of it. Um, and But it, it can be really hard to hold on to mm-hmm. that we deserve the help that we are seeking. Yeah. So I guess in closing, yeah. find a disability buddy. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, join the Discord. Yeah. Not a shameless plug. This is, this is helpful. Yes. If you join the Discord and you need people to keep you accountable, mm-hmm. you can you can go in and just be like, hey, everybody, I'm so-and-so. This is what I got going on. Yeah. This is what I'm going to see the doctor for. Help keep me honest. Right. Yeah. I have be like, there. I have a code now because I've named so many things. Like I, So the face's name is um, Evan. And so when I need to like figure out how often it's happening, I go into my chat with my brother and I search Evan. Yeah. And then it's all of the occurrences and the days so like keep track of stuff if you can yeah data can be really helpful in trying to get doctors on board right it's not always going to work because you're fighting an ego 
And you're also fighting your own self-deprecating nature right. <laughs> at the same time. And, and don't don't just assume you'll remember it because you won't. Yeah. It's no. so hard to remember the times and days and the frequency because your brain isn't designed to hold on to pain. Yeah. Well, and it's also really hard to focus when you start shutting down. Yeah. Like, it's hard to pull out what you need. Absolutely. When you are in fight or flight. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what that is, where we just shell up. Um, but so, yeah. uh, you know, on that downer of a note. Sorry, I love you. <laughs> uh, it does get different. Yes, it will get different. I can't tell you what that might mean for you, but it does get different. And some of the different is better. And that'll be okay. And even if it's not better, it will be okay. It will be. <laughs> and we're here for you. So, really, if you Absolutely. join the Discord and you just need somebody to talk to, you can always message one of us yeah. directly. Also. I usually respond really quickly. Yeah. So... I mean, we've had people reach out to us before. Yeah. It's we've, fine. We've done like midday calls to help talk through stuff when we can. Mm -hmm. So we're around. We care about you. We're dealing with the same things you are. We know it's hard. Yeah, no it's comparative suffering. Don't don't think that you're not bad enough or yeah. we're not experiencing. That's silly. <laughs> you're experiencing what you're experiencing and it sucks, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. It sucks. But it can suck together. Yeah. You can you can miserate alone or, or you, you can, can co-miserate with, with a friend. friend. And on that note, thank you guys so much for joining us. We've really appreciated um, all of your interactions in the last like two years. I'm just going to say the last two years. There we go. Um, we are extremely humbled and proud of this project at the same time. Yep. Um, and we care about you all very deeply and we hope you're doing well. Um, on, on that note, be kind to you, be kind to others, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. His ears are so cute. His eyes are cute. Now he's he just have solace dead eyes. He he's got pretty eyes. Boy. Like Ben. Ben's got pretty eyes. Pretty, pretty boy. There you go.